Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alaska Tracy podcast episode 56. Thank you so much for being here today. We have a really special guest. First, I want to share that Visions to Profits membership community is currently open for any women that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity in their lives. You can find more details at alaskatracy.com and click on the link, Visions to Profits. Today, we have Sandra DeFratis joining us. And I met Sandra through a program uh, to build membership sites. Oh, I think it's been about a year and a half now. And I was really drawn to her enthusiasm. She, on her um, Facebook group, under her About section, I love this, she's got Professional Class Clown. And that's all she has. (laughs) She is a dynamic lady who is the CEO at Engaged Groups, as well as the CEO at uh, Chief Geek Officer, she says, that's what she is, at WordPress blog sites. She is known as the queen of Facebook groups. She teaches people and has a membership on how to engage and grow a Facebook group. And believe me, folks, if you have a Facebook group, you're going to want to at least join her free group, her free Facebook group. Uh, And I will pop the link into the show notes. I have learned so much from her through her teaching, her free teachings of how to create engagement within a Facebook group. And when she's sharing her tips and tools, I think to myself all the time, oh my God, this is so simple. Why didn't I think of it? Because I didn't think of it. <laughs> so I tap into a lot of Sandra's uh, free stuff and I'm very close to joining her membership because every time I listen to her, I learn and I'm able to, the bottom line is, bring my free groups and my paid groups wonderful information to get them engaging and and talking amongst themselves. So without further ado, I'm going to let Sandra share more of her backstory, uh, how she got into business, where she came from, where she's at today, and uh, feel free to connect and reach out to Sandra. Thank you again for listening to this episode, please remember to click the subscribe button, share with your friends, and send any comments. Well, hello, Sandra. Welcome to Alaska Tracy Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me over at Alaska Tracy Podcast. I feel like I've like been transported to Alaska, which feels so good to travel right now. <laughs> 
Oh, how's, how's, uh, we were just talking about you're outside of Toronto, like 35 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, uh, a majority of the leaves have fallen. We have not seen snow yet. Um, we don't normally in October, but that just means it's around the corner in November, December, January, February, March, maybe even April. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this in October, 2020 and it is the almost the end of October, and its temps are falling quickly here in Anchorage. We're supposed to be uh, in the single digits tonight, and uh, snow on the ground. And so you're about a month behind us for probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, exciting! <laughs> I met um, as I was saying in the intro. I met Sandra through uh, tribe membership. And I've been following her and learning from her. And I thought it would be really fun, Sandra, to talk about how you got started in business and entrepreneurship and a little bit about your journey along the way. Sometimes I think I do it. I look at somebody that I think is successful and think, oh, they got there easily or it looks so easy. So maybe you can share a little bit about your experience. Yeah, so um, I grew up, my parents were immigrants to Canada, and uh, my mom worked seven to three. Um, she worked at like a kind of a factory slash headquarters, like they did engineering stuff. And so she worked seven to three. And not being a morning person, I was like, I am never working seven to three. My dad, on the other hand, was a real estate agent. And he did really, really well. And so he had really flexible hours. And there were days where he didn't go into work until noon. And I thought, that's awesome. <laughs> like, that's what I want, right? I want an easygoing morning. And then like, you know, then get into work. Um, and flexible hours or work when I want. And, you know, truth be told, I'm sure he didn't have that flexible hours. People want to see houses after work and on weekends. So it's a little different. He did work Saturdays. I remember that. Um, but between the two of them, I was leaning towards what my dad did because I wanted the more flexibility and I did not want to wake up, you know, at 6am. Um, not my deal, still not my deal. Um, and um, yeah, so I went to school. I actually uh, finished university with a degree in computer science. And part of me was like, it was a really good time to have a degree in computer science. Like everyone wanted you. And part of me was like, yeah, I'll do something in computer science. Maybe I'll own a coffee shop because I really love coffee. And then, you know, I just got job offers and it was just so much easier to go for the job offer. So I went for the job offers and I was traveling, which was amazing. Um, you know, I, not everywhere I traveled was amazing. I mean, I used to take two planes just to get to Dayton, Ohio. I had my luggage lost twice um traveling back and forth to Dayton Ohio I've had my luggage lost two more times in other kinds of travel <laughs> I have slept in an airport at times because I just couldn't get home with you know weather whatever so people always think it's luxurious when you travel for work <laughs> let me tell you I have yeah I've slept on the floor because um all the chairs they purposely put the armrest so nobody sleeps at the airport um I have uh you know uh missed flights I had to get physio done to my shoulder because I didn't have a backpack for my laptop. They didn't make them. So I was constantly on one side and my roll away luggage. So I really did a number on my body. I felt like the traveling aged me. 
Um, I did see some really interesting places. I got to see Salt Lake City and Park City. Um, I worked in Puerto Rico for a while. For a while, that was amazing. I was in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico, where Ricky Martin's manager had a timeshare. I never saw Ricky Martin or this guy. <laughs> Although I did say I did see Jose Canseco. That was amazing. Oh. Um, so that was like the highlight of my job career, like how I, it was cheaper for me to stay at this timeshare than to fly home. So would I stay for the weekend on the beachfront property? Um, yes, I will. And I will take plenty of pictures and share them with my friends. (laughs) Um, so that was like the highlight, but, um, after the travel kind of slowed down because, uh, well, for many reasons, I was like, you know, this job is really boring. (laughs) What was your position? Oh my goodness. I was a technical, I was a technical consultant. I did. And one of my uh, titles was like technical integration consultant. It was like super boring for supply chain management software. Oh, that doesn't bore you to bits. I was bored. Um, And it was like nothing that you know, I was, I was trained in the tech mm-hmm. and I had the outgoing personality to be able to, you know, meet with the clients and train them. But the actual, like how the software worked bored me to bits. Um, so I started looking at what else can I do? And one of the places that I was traveling to for six months, I think was um, Foxborough, Massachusetts. So that was a nice short flight, you know, Toronto to Boston. And I was reading in a magazine. I still have this magazine in my office. And there was an article on how to be, uh, why people hire life coaches. And I've never heard, I had not heard of a life coach. So I thought, oh, what's this about? Because when I went into university, I actually was studying psychology <sighs> because I love, I love how things work. So it was like, how does the mind work or how does computers and all this other stuff work? Um, but I switched when I realized how much reading was involved. <laughs> And how little math was involved in psychology. And I really enjoy math. So I switched to computer science. Both was exactly what I was going to go into. But then I ended up switching to computer science. And so I thought this life coach thing would bring back a little bit of the psychology and like how people work and how people's brains work and and all that. And um, so I studied that for a little while. I interviewed some coaches. I like looked. I went to all kinds of like intros for coaching schools. And um, I finally settled on a coaching school because I thought there's no way I can learn online. I've never done it before. (laughs) Boy, things have changed. Right. Yeah. (laughs) How many years ago was this, Sandra? This was 2004 when I did my coach training. So it was 2003 when I heard about it. It, I did an extensive year of of interviewing and researching. (laughs) A little over the top. Um, (laughs) But uh, so then, yeah, in 2004, I did my coach training with uh, Coaches uh, Training Institute. So they would actually come to Toronto, do the workshop. So there was four or five altogether, different weekends. So by the end of 2004, I was complete. And I was like, excellent, I'm going to be a life coach. Well, I was involved with this other program and they needed coaches for volunteer stuff. So I started to do volunteer stuff, volunteer coaching. And I just found how draining it was for me. It wasn't lighting me up like I thought it would. 
So a friend of mine said, look, my coach is coming into Toronto. Like it was amazing how everything came to Toronto and I happened to be there. Right. Uh, my coach is coming to Toronto. He's doing a two day workshop. He teaches coaches how to make a million dollar coaching business. I'm like, okay, that's great. I don't have a business whatsoever. I don't even know who I want to coach, but I'll go. So I went and that's when I learned about internet marketing and I fell in love. So um, I hired this coach. The very, and it was like a year-long program. So he was back in Toronto. On he, uh, All the workshops happened to be in Toronto. Wow. So he was back in Toronto. I mean, everything lined up so nicely. So he's back in Toronto um, three or four times a year, that year. And the very first workshop, he's sitting on his computer and he was like struggling with something. Um, so I like looked around the room and I thought, I can't believe no one's helping him. Like, how come no one's helping him with this technology? So I got up, went and helped him, sat back down. It's happened again. I got up. I'm like, I can't believe everyone's so selfish. Nobody's helping him with his technology. So I walked up, helped him again. When I sat down, someone said, Sandra, do you know how to do this? I said, well, yeah, doesn't everybody? They're like, no, I have someone sit with me on my teleclass in case something goes wrong. Oh. And that's when it dawned on me that I had been so immersed in the tech world, like where everyone knew tech that it didn't occur to me that my skills were needed elsewhere. So that opened things up. I don't think I slept oh my for gosh. I just got yeah. God bumps. Right? That's beautiful. Yeah. It was really, it was a neat moment. I will never forget it. I, oh. you know, that day I left for like a weekend. <clears throat> I would call it a ski trip, but everyone skied but me. <laughs> but we're up at a chalet and there I am like taking notes in my notebook of different things I wanted to do and offer and like different like my head exploded with ideas so of that like mastermind program that I joined with that coach I got my first few clients I started writing my newsletter I started learning more about online marketing and so that built so from t I, I officially started that business February 2005 and I quit January 3rd, 2006, my job. So I was working a full-time job and then I would come home. Now I was single at the time and I lived really close to work downtown Toronto. So I would work from six until one in the morning on my couch. Oh my God. Monday to Friday, wow. Saturdays. I would take one day off on the weekends, go visit family and stuff. But that was, that was my life from February to early January. So I quit my job. I was ecstatic. My friends came over for a party. Like I was just so happy because I really didn't like what I was doing anymore. And it was really wearing me down. Um, it was a struggle to get into work. I felt like I was being pulled backwards as I was walking up the stairs to get to my office because I just didn't want to be there anymore. Uh -huh. So um, that first year was, was fun. I also took a part-time like um, training jobs. So I was teaching adults how to use Excel and Word and PowerPoint and XML and, you know, all the office products. So that was helpful. So, I, you know, where I didn't have like a ton of recurring income coming in, I had this other possibility of, of money coming in. And I became one of their top three, you know, um, trainers, because every time they finished a class, they had to do a survey. And I was amazed by that. I'm like, okay, there's something here too. And I really love teaching. So I built this business where I was called Tech Coach for Coaches. And I would do their tech and internet marketing and consulting. 
And, um, and then we got big. So I started hiring, you know, one person and then I went on vacation and that person took over. That was nice. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I need to get out of here. Um, and I just kept building it. So we like, there's this business who we're rebranding again, uh, for the second time we do all the digital marketing from, you know, your newsletter to your website, to your membership site, to your, um, you know, all the stuff that you need online, even like highly technical stuff. So that's one business. Now, when I had, yeah. Do you still have that business? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. I had no idea. Okay. How? So yeah. (laughs) What's that business called? So it changed from tech coach for coaches to WP blog sites. So WordPress blog sites, because I wrote a book on WordPress back in 2008. And then I did two more um, editions. We are going to be rebranding it to caffeinated digital because, you know, we do more than just WordPress sites. Um, And of course there's the coffee reference once again. Um, Right. I know. I knew knew that I loved you. (laughs) I held my coffee cup up. Um, How many people do you have on, on the team for that business? So we, um, we have one employee and we have um, something like seven or eight contractors. Wonderful. Yeah. That is wonderful. And that <laughs> business has been going for 16 years. Officially, yeah. For, it'll be almost 16 years. Isn't that crazy? Time That's is flying by. Wonderful. I love so, that. <laughs> so now I'm going to get into like when we met. So um, I had my son... Uh, a few years ago. And when I had my son, like in Canada, you're supposed to get like a year maternity leave. I heard a rumor, I think it's a year and a half now. But as an entrepreneur, it's really hard to get that time off. So if I worked, I worked a couple hours a week. But again, I was like, I need something new. So I I wrote to Stu McClare and I said, look, uh, I know you're up to big things. If you need a volunteer for anything, just let me know. Um, You know, and if if you're going to say no, that's fine. Because the only other person I'm going to ask is Pat Flynn. So (laughs) would love Pat Flynn too. So he's like, listen, I'm going to call you. He goes, we have an idea for a business or, you know, it'd be great to get your help. I think it would be great, a great synergy with you, blah, blah, blah. And then that idea didn't take off. But a year later, he's like, look, I know we talked a year ago, but here's this other project. Can you come in and come talk to me? And it was the tribe course. So it was the membership course. And he's like... I don't know where I need you, but I definitely need your skills because we've. Uh, he used to own wishlist, and I was doing a lot of wishlist builds for membership sites for people. So he knew that I knew what I was talking about when it came to the tech part of building memberships and the strategy of it too. So originally, I was supposed to help with their launch of this course, which was supposed to be three weeks. That turned into uh, so that was the three weeks of the launch, and I had said to him. I think we need to have a Facebook group for this. So you can do Facebook lives in there and you could do this and you could do that and build a community and have them engage and have people have a place where they can ask their questions. He's like, great, but can you manage it? Because no one on the team is going to manage it, but can you manage it? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll manage it. Oh, wow. And And that that was right around when the groups were just kind of starting out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they'd been around for a while, but this is where people were starting to see the value of them. And so 
um, when we were, the launch was coming to a close, you would hear, like people would say things in the group, like, I'll see you in the paid group. Oh, you joined too? I'll see you in the paid group. And we're like, oh, we didn't even think that far. Okay. So Sue's like, can you stay for a few more months as we run the course and help me with the paid group? Sure. No problem. Within a month and a half after running the course, people were like, we need a coaching program. We need a mastermind. We need to meet together in person. So Stu's like, okay, you're going to have to stay around longer. We're going to launch again in the spring. We'll do Tribe Live um, in Toronto <laughs> in, in, in July. And when that came around, so that got extended from three weeks to like three more months to like six or seven more months. And then it was when we um, do Tribe, when we put it on Tribe, we want you to uh, lead the coaching program. I'm like, sure. So that was another year. So three weeks ended up being two years and like a month. <laughs> Were you an independent contractor? I was an independent contractor for the first year. For the second year, I was a contract employee. Okay. Um, which, cause they knew I did not, I was, I told them like, I'm unemployable. Like I'm just, I'm unemployable. There's no way I can stay employed. I said, okay, we'll do this contract and then we'll take it year by year. I'm like, excellent. No problem. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. And you were all kind of making it up as you were going along because it we was like building it right. because we didn't know that that would be the reaction that people wanted all this. Um, it was, <sighs> it was, it's a nice feeling when people say to you, this is what I want and we'll pay money for, as opposed to what I was used to, like, I'll build it and see if anyone wants it. And then the struggles with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I did that for two years while still running the other business, but I had my team for the most, like they ran everything. I just did, you know, higher level answer question, things like that. And you had your baby. Yeah. And I had my, my son. Yeah. So he was a year and a half when, when tribe opened up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He was a little guy. You were juggling a lot. He was a little piece of work. He's like so energetic and never liked to sleep. So it was... (laughs) So was he in the background a lot, making noises and? Um, yeah, my mom would come over once a week, and so she, um, you know I'd have once a week where I could just sit and work. Uh, but yeah, he'd be in the background, or people would know that he's like around. You know, um, for the first year, I didn't do much. Like I was not on the um, Facebook lives, and if I was, I was in the tribe office doing it, so he wasn't with me. Um, and then after, like, but now, so when COVID hit, and like everything changed and he was home um he would run up to my office like sneak past my husband (laughs) run up to my office and then he's like I want to say hi to your friends so like everyone on zoom was my friends so everyone got to know him um yeah so that that's him he's he's hilarious he's uh yeah he's like mom can you get some money I'm like where am I gonna get some money from just get it on your computer just press the button I'm like (laughs) Oh, if only, if only that was a thing. Um, uh, it kind of is, Sandra. In a way, but there isn't like a button that says, <laughs> shoots it out. <laughs> and then you press the cashola button. Um, <laughs> so I left Tribe after two years. Um, again, I was not employable. I, and, and I what do you, felt- what do you mean by that? Not, I was not. Well, like, I'm not employable. Like, I don't make a good employee. Um, because I've 
you know, as an entrepreneur, you're so creative and you want to get your ideas done. Like, you know that, like, I have a ton of ideas. As a business owner, I can implement any of those ideas. Right. As an employee, you have to run it by people. You have to um, tell them why it's good. You have to prove why it's good. And it's harder. Whereas when you're your own boss, you're like, hey, this is the way we're going to do it. And you do it. <laughs> Right. And when you have to run it by people and get permission, mm, <laughs> I just don't, I just don't, you know. I know. And it, it, I had a lot of flexibility with them. I did. Um, but as you grow, as the business grows, there's more people and there's, you know, there's different things. So, um, and because we grew so much, so I had time for creativity and had to focus on like supporting everyone. So there was less time for that creativity and the things that I really wanted to do. And then I just became so tired. Like when you're, when you're tired, you're less creative as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I left, it was time for me to, you know, go do my own thing once again. And um, I didn't know what it was going to be. I just knew that I had to be my own employee again. And or my own, my own employee, my own yeah. <laughs> your and employee, right? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's like oh. that was a psychology slip there, right? <laughs> own employee. Yeah, somebody write my boss a note. Right. <laughs> um, so I left, it was um, end of September two years ago, and you know, I left on a Friday and by Monday I was like, mm, I want my own Facebook group because when I was working for them, I was managing six Facebook groups. Now they weren't all active on this. Yeah. So there was the free group, the tribe alumni group, the active tribe course group, the, um, we had an affiliate group. We had the affiliate group for one of the programs that we were affiliate of. We had the one about the tribe theme. Yeah. So the six. Oh my of goodness. And yeah. I, I recently was involved in all that and um, have really just pulled away from that whole, <laughs> like, switch directions. Yeah, yeah. It can be overwhelming. It, it, it could be. I, you know, I had my processes or whatever. So when I left um, and I needed my own Facebook group because I missed the community, I actually wrote on my profile, like, look, I miss having my own community. I'm going to start one, but what, what do I call it? So I had people help me name it. Um, so I, they named the group, started growing the group. And then I like pulled away from the group and then it came back to the group. And I'm like, um, everyone kept asking me about different questions about running a Facebook group. And it was back to that moment when I was at my coach's first workshop where I thought, doesn't everyone know this? It happened again. So everyone's like, how do you do this? How do you do that? I'm like, doesn't everyone know this? And a friend of mine kept saying to me, you got to do a course or a membership on Facebook groups. You got to do it. It's the hottest thing you got to do. I'm like, everyone knows this stuff. She's like, it, no one, no, they don't. You know this stuff. So when it comes so naturally to you, things that whatever comes naturally to you, it almost looks like it, you've mastered it so much that it just looks easy. And you just think everyone else knows how to do it. Right. Right. Like when you're riding a bike and you see someone struggling, trying to get on the bike, you're like, what, well, you know. So, right. um, we forget. She, kept, she kept telling me to do that. Others were like, can you do this? So I put together like a beta program for a Facebook group course. I sold it very lightly. 
no sales page. I'm like, here's what it is. It's going to be live workshops. I'm going to teach you how to do this. And I sold that in February of 2019. By May, Stu was teaching his tribe course again. And all these people were doing these like founding member launches, like with no sales page, no membership built, nothing saying, I'm thinking of doing a a membership site on this and I'm thinking of offering these pieces. What do you think? And will you like sign up for it? And here's the PayPal link. I thought, what? (laughs) That wasn't something that we were doing when I was there. So I went into my free group, which only had about 280 people at the time. Only 280 people. Well, some people figure like you're the Facebook group person, you should have more, but I wasn't focusing on growing a group. I was focusing on like, what am I doing? What is next? Mm -hmm. So I went to them and I said, look, I'm, I'm seeing all these people building these membership sites out of nothing. So I, I think I'm on my own membership site. Like, well, not think I knew, I knew for a long time. I, I had membership site envy when everyone was um, in tribe, you know, creating their membership sites. So I said like, this is what I'm thinking of. And like, what are your thoughts? And some people are like, well, you know, you choose whatever makes you happy. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> give me what you want. And then I'll choose which one of these will make me happy. Right. So someone said, hey, can you just like tell me strategically what to do on Facebook? Like Monday, post this. Wednesday, post this. Friday, post this. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I can do that. That's really easy for me. And then other people are like, yes, I'll buy it. Yes, I'll buy it. So that was May 7th. By, by May 23rd, I was launching it. So I was putting it together. I wasn't doing as beta as everyone else. So I put it together designed it, kind of figured it all out. And I did a Facebook live in that group of 280 people. And within the first five minutes, eight people bought. Oh my goodness. I was like, Whoa, there's something here. And I, I, Teresa, like I said to myself, if 20 people buy, I will continue this membership. By the end of the launch, I had 97 people buy. Oh my God. Which was felt so good. Right. Um, And I mean, since then I've launched my course again, I've launched my membership again, like 2020 has been a really good um, year for our business. Not, you know, not on other aspects, but a really good year for the business. And um, it's just been a lot of fun to continue with the membership and grow that course even some more. And that's where I'm at. But, you know, it didn't come with some, without some, you know, some months there was financial struggles in the last 16 years. Like some months my team was being paid more than me. Um, you know, it, and then it was like, here's your tax bill. And I don't know if anyone knows anything about Canada, but like we get taxed for everything and our taxes are super high. And so when the tax bill came, you know, every time the tax bill would come for years, I'm like, what's the point? Maybe I'll just get a job. Like, what's the point? But the point is, and it maybe doesn't have any reference so much this year, but I like just working from home. I like having my own coffee in my coffee maker. I like, you know, working in my slippers. Um, and uh, I like being my own boss. I don't think I could do it with anyone else. Like, it would be really hard for me to take direction from <laughs> someone else at this point. How many members are in your membership now? Um, about 200. That is fantastic. Yeah. And that's been over two years? A year and... Oh my... Almost, yeah. Gosh. <coughs> Sandra, that is wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. 
So you mentioned a lot of listening to what they want or hearing. You mentioned hearing. I hear this is what they want. I think as business owners, we're always people, our clients are always telling us what we, what they want. Yeah. And I think we miss it a lot of times. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking, oh, it sounds like it was so easy for her to hear exactly what they want. How no. do you hear what they really want? Well, I mean, first of all, I didn't hear it from like October to February. I didn't hear that they really needed Facebook group stuff. Like I was trying to teach online marketing stuff and people were like, they were here for it. But what they really wanted was the group stuff. <laughs> and I wasn't listening. And then finally, when I said, okay, like, what do you want in a membership? They're like, duh, I want something Facebook group related. Okay. It took a while, but then I asked, what do you want? What specifically do you want? And then when I did launch that very first Facebook live, I said, here it is. Here's what it's going to be. And then two people said, one person said, do you think you can offer a bonus of what to do when your group is quiet? Sure. Another one. Do you think you can offer what to do the first 15 days of your membership of your Facebook group? Sure. So those have always been bonuses to join the membership because I listened and because if they needed it, someone else needed it too. Um, but I, I asked questions and I was open and there were things that I got, you know, asked to do that I said, no, whether it was going to be a a strain on my energy levels or, or schedule, whatever. I just said, no, like there's a lot, as I've grown in the business, my boundaries have heightened. Mm -hmm. Right. So there are things that I was going to willing to, uh, put together in a membership and things that I just weren't. So, yeah. Wow. What is your free group so people the can free group is, uh, Groups for Entrepreneurs with Sandra DeFreitas. But if you look up Groups for Entrepreneurs with Sandra, you'll just find me there. Okay. And that's the one that I'm involved yes. in. And I get, I get so much information and good stuff from you that I bring to both my membership community and my free group. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it, it seems so simple, but yet... I didn't think of it on my own. <laughs> right? Well, then, like, yeah. Oh, well, that's super simple. Why did I think of that? And, and then it's I, funny. Yeah. When you become an expert in something, people are like, did you know this about Facebook groups? Or they'll have this problem. And then, like, hey, is this working for someone? No, it's not working for me either. I'm like, okay, there's a glitch in this. Or so it's just interesting how it's all coming together. And all I can hear now is Facebook groups and, you know, I live and breathe it. I was told I was the Facebook group queen. Right. Sure. <laughs> no one's given me a tiara yet or a crown, but <laughs> um, I will gladly wear it on Facebook live. I think that would be hilarious. That would. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll have to find you one. I've got a magic wand sitting here. Well, I know when I was in New Orleans, they had a lot of tiaras because of the Mardi Gras or something along those lines. So I don't remember what it was. Was it a pageant or something? But they were in all the stores. They had all these tiaras. And my friend and I are like, what is with all these tiaras? Yeah. So I, I did buy a very simple one because I thought it would Good. be really funny to wear a tiara while cleaning my house. Like, <laughs> weird, funny things sometimes. Um, I love that. I know. I was looking at your about section. <laughs> on your Facebook page and uh, 
it says, I'm reading it here. It says professional class clown. Yes. That's it. Like that's your about section. That's brilliant. I love that. Well, yeah. And you know, when you teach technology, I remember once I, I taught at um, a coaching, a big coaching um, conference just outside of Toronto and the person hosting it said, you know, Sandra, I don't know how you do it. You're teaching about technology, something that people normally cry about. And yet the entire audience has been laughing. I'm like, yes. And that's how I make sure that no one falls asleep is I keep you on your toes by laughing. Right. Yes. And he said, oh, that's pretty smart. <laughs> but it also comes with the fact that my parents were immigrants. We didn't have a lot of money. I never went to like a bunch of different camps or classes and I spent a lot of time watching sitcoms. And so I worked on my humor at home. <laughs> Where did they immigrate from? From the Azores Islands, the Portuguese islands. Wow. Do you yeah. go back and visit there? Yes. Actually, my husband's parents are from the same island as my mom. So I have been there a number of times because he's a big fan. I like to travel to different places. But yeah, oh. they, they're they're they're. Um, the tourist companies in all of Europe are calling the Azores the pearl of the Atlantic Ocean, which I think is really beautiful. It's really oh, nice. So It's on yeah. my list for sure. Wow. Yeah. One last question, because I know you're a busy lady. Uh, how do you define success? You know, um, many I've been on the online world for so long, and I've seen people go from like, you can see where the, the happiness has decreased in their lives and they're just going through the motions as opposed to really loving what they're doing. And I found a lot of entrepreneurs were, were measuring success by the amount of dollars in their bank account. And I think you can have all the money in the world that you, you want, but you've got to, you've got to look at other aspects of your life. Like, is your family happy? Is your spouse happy? Are your pets happy? Are, you know, what, what have you been sacrificing to get all that? So to me, success is like a balance of things. It's not just, you know, the money. Cause I could, I could probably charge a lot more than I do, but I love helping people. And that's like, if I could, if I could pay my mortgage off in like helping people and like the, the compliments and, and the acknowledgements that I get, that would be awesome. I wouldn't charge a thing. Unfortunately, I have a mortgage and I live in Canada. We have lots of taxes. <laughs> um, but to me, it's just, you know, seeing people take what I've taught and they've implemented it and they've done well. Like, that's just a highlight for me. And it shows. You're so helpful. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Yes. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Please remember, subscribe and share with your friends. Until we meet again, thanks for listening. Have a great day.